0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Tomfoolery starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he he is, ladies and gentlemen, the birthday boy, Mr. Jerry Springer.
1: Thank you. I, as we're recording this, I was born at 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time. It was 11.45 in England.
0: In the tunnels of the subway, correct? Yes. Yep. It was, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, that's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 15 minutes later, it would have been Valentine's Day.
2: Oh. So on this day? On yeah. this day? Yes. It's his birthday. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday.
0: That's <laughs> how that,
2: oh. it's how that Where's works. Where's Catfish, the owner of Folk School Coffee Parlor? Uh, might be appropriate. We have some candles up here. Would you mind lighting those? Could we have,
1: have a little more manly candle? I think they're uh, adorable. What am I, five years old? I mean, most they're people. Super cute. Most people listen to this on oh, audio, dog. but oh, uh,
2: Jerry's dog. being given a piece of oh, this is the <laughs> applesauce,
1: applesauce that Abra- Lincoln's pie. favorite pie. Lincoln's favorite heard? pie. Applesauce. Yeah. Pie. Abraham Lincoln's favorite pie. Yeah, it right, didn't work sing. out well for him, but otherwise. That's
2: right.
0: Gene, are you going to lead us in song here? No,
2: somebody, no. who is it that can lead us in uh, happy birthday? There Come we on go, over here,
1: harmony very nice thank you so much thank you so much here's the, here's the thing you know how they do in the newspapers they, uh, they you know they have that column every day the today's birthdays and they always list you know people that are for whatever reason reasonably well known and my name has been in there i guess for the last 25 30 years just for various jobs but i always they do it chronologically like, if you look at the list, they start with the oldest and they go all the way down to the youngest. Yeah. So I was always, you know, when it started out, near the very bottom of the list. So I looked this morning. <laughs> I'm the third oldest out of 25. Wow. Yeah, a George Siegel is like 84. Yeah. <laughs> there's someone who's 76 and then there's me That's at you. 74. I'm too away from having it be over. It's top huh. billing, though. It's top billing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we should be looking, and Megan, you can help us because we'll need help on this, be looking for like a, uh, a nursing home or something Absolutely. that we all can move into, and then we could do
1: the podcast there? <laughs> do the podcast
0: there? from the home. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> this we'll this, this is true.
1: Our daughter, Katie? She's, uh, she's found a nursing home, which is real near to where she lives in, in Evanston. So that's where yeah. you're
0: going to go, huh? She's
1: getting you set up. She's already <laughs> getting us set up.
0: It's not a bad idea. It is nice,
1: though. They have cable. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you need. Can you it's imagine
0: all... you in the home? Oh, my gosh. Oh,
1: I'll put on shows. Oh I'd God. be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Walking down the hall. Because you know what would really work at the nursing home? The gentleman down at the I end of the you. hall. <laughs> he's got okay. this hearing aid. <laughs> you saw him? Yeah, his name's Mordechai. He's Mordecai, got this, That's the, all you talking Mordecai. to Mordechai. Yeah. Mordechai. And he's Mordecai. got this hearing aid. He says, "Gerald, It's
0: the best hearing
1: aid?" I'm not even going to do the joke no. anymore.
0: What wow. time is it?
1: What time of Oh, what, <laughs> what kind, kind is, is it? it? How yeah. can you miss that joke?
0: <laughs> I've tried to block that joke out of everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, thank that. you. It's nice to have a birthday.
2: Yep. Hey, uh, Megan and Jerry, I was thinking, you know what I like about myself? Please, tell us. Oh, no. I'd really like to
0: know, actually. That, let me say it.
1: I can't even conceive of what that would be.
2: I was thinking the other day, what? I like that I'm like a big idea guy. I mean, I come oh up God. with big ideas. And, oh, and I was thinking something made me think of that. Uh, actually Sunday, and I, I've been talking about this thing of like walking into a, like a Hertz rental car place. Oh yeah, and walking up to the counter and saying, "Can I rent a car for a week?" And they say, "Sure, fine." Pick your car, and I pick the car, and I simply say, "It's unlimited mileage." They say, "Yeah, it's absolutely unlimited mileage." I rent the car, I go out with a couple of other drivers, and I drive for a solid week, twenty-four and seven. And I, this is the this is the part that's so cool, Megan. You pull back into the lot. You've rented cars before, right? I have. You pull into the lot. There's an attendant there. Typically, he or she has a little handheld computer. Yep. And they click in, and they do the walk around of the car, and they always go to the odometer. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to walk away. Because once you're there, you're kind of done. They got your credit card number. And they look in, and, and they look in again, and they say, Mr. Galvin, could you come back here? There's a mistake. Something's happened, and I got to check the paperwork because there's like uh, thirty thousand miles here on this car, and that is and that is the big idea of winning. The world, okay, there, ch- setting the world record say, for the most miles no, on no a prize rental car in a week. No. There, what? <laughs> there is no prize for that. There is... No, no, there's no, no $5,000 no. prize No 5000 no. for technical support, no. no. When
1: are you getting to the big idea? Look, <laughs> Jerry, to do what I just described, and we've talked yes. about it before, yes. many times. I, thought, in I many thought this many was situations. dead. In many <laughs> situations, yeah. Uh, but usually when there's a lull in the conversation. Yes. <laughs> it's called a
2: filler, right? <laughs> But you know, Jerry, on, one wonders, am yeah. I, could I still play the game? I, I'm like, you're, you just turned 74, I turned 74 six months before yeah. you. Yeah. So Sunday, I walked out of a very nice restaurant at 10 in the morning, yeah. Orlando, Florida. Yes. Oh, you went in, I yeah. walked over to my car, had my first wife, Bonnie, with me. We got in the car, <laughs> and Jerry and Megan... That was 10 o'clock in the morning. At 2 in the morning, I pulled into my driveway in Ludlow, Kentucky. Okay. I did what we professional drivers called, call a 14er. I <laughs> drove straight from, you drove from, straight Orlando, from to- Orlando, Florida, straight yeah. to Ludlow, Kentucky. Stopped for dinner, stopped for lunch. Dealt with about an hour and a half of an ice and snowstorm in central Kentucky. Did right. you do all the driving or did Bonnie help I out? Drew, she did not drive one inch. Hmm. not one inch so I can do this I can what go out and break the why,
0: world
1: record. why the would you do that <laughs>
0: You could have stopped and spent you, the night. You? You do could you think have <laughs> that's what they
2: said to Sir, Sir Edmund Hillary? Why did you do this when they climbed Mount Everest? People yes, do stuff. people asked him that. The Kontiki <laughs> went around.
0: They <laughs> absolutely did ask Edward yeah, Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> they <that>. did, actually. <laughs> it, <laughs>
2: kind of it? <laughs> <laughs> it did seem kind of stupid, didn't it? I think he lost a couple toes, if I'm not he did, mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. maybe, Gene. So
0: anyway, anyway,
1: you did it straight through from 14 to Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, I was thinking driving. A couple times I thought of you, I thought, you know, I looked for the carbon footprint up there as you as you fly over (laughs) heading for stanford (laughs) connecticut could you drive from the drive time from cincinnati from sarasota basically to Cincinnati cincinnati's logo could you picture yourself doing that getting in your bentley or i'll admit
1: not at this age anymore because i like taking naps yeah so but when we were younger you remember we used to go on vacation to we went on vacation to florida or hilton head and we would probably drive 14 hours but not like you we stopped a ton of times to eat. We never were eat, allowed
0: to, to stop. Re- it was a mission for my father. If you're in oh, the yeah? car, yeah, you're getting down there, you stop twice to pee, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. Oh. Well, we <laughs> it peed
1: was... in bottles. Well,
2: Bonnie didn't. She used oh, like a oh, roll oh, of paper oh, towels yeah. or something. <laughs> no, I, no. I tell no, you. I got again. Okay, that's too much. That's again, too much. Bonnie Calvin is a lucky That's lady. why she's here. your first wife. Hey, let me tell you something. What? There, we have this thing going on with Noel Paul Stuckey of uh, Peter Paul and Mary and his daughter, Liz Sunday. She lives in, I think, in Maine or Vermont actually, and he's out in I think, in the California area. But they have this uh, national charity called Music to Life. And we joined up with them, Jerry Springer Podcast, to find an artist in Cincinnati of any genre to award that person with a grant. And then also technical support, if they would use some of their creative time to hook up with a nonprofit cause in Cincinnati in the Cincinnati area and make some music, and I just want to report we have some amazing proposals that have come in. Good, and the deadline is now uh, passed, but we have people from all genres and from all demographic backgrounds. We've got people performers who write opera americana folk bluegrass gospel rap it's amazing That's really and so cool. now it will fall to the judges to pick the best person and then all of this will culminate with a uh, by the way a master series performance of noel paul stuckey at a podcast here on march 4th sunday right. at three o'clock so we're excited about that so i just want to report and let, one last thing on that if you are uh willing and you can't come to any of this, but you want to help sponsor that artist in residence at this nonprofit. I can't tell you who the winner is yet because we won't announce that until March 4th, right. but it's going to be somebody good. And it's going to be for a good cause. The causes include things like homelessness in Cincinnati, libraries, public schools, moving opera into uh, or poor neighborhoods where people have no clue about why, why do I care about opera? And yet, opera deals with all the, frankly, some of the same issues rappers deal with. Absolutely, it's like you know
1: dark oh, side yeah. stuff. And, and Jerry Springer the Opera. There that is, is a huge. show
2: just and, came off Broadway in New York City, uh, yes. right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That so really, no, no
0: opera.
1: Really uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of opera. Actually.
0: Oh, I am too. I just can't believe that Jerry Springer the Opera really happened. That was a real thing. Oh, it was with <laughs> the Royal Opera Company yeah.
1: in London. Yeah. Yeah. It. it it's real. Unbelievable. i had nothing to do with it it was just about me <laughs> but i don't want
2: to inter- no no that's it, pretty yeah. much it so anyway we got you know uh all sorts of very worthy causes ecological causes gun violence cool. uh uh violence against women there are various nonprofits that touch on these examples i'm giving and each artist sort of connected at freedom center in cincinnati a smithsonian level museum that's here um so anyway, we're real excited about that. We'll tell you more as we know more, but uh, help us. You can go to this. It's simple. Gofundme.com forward slash music to life. M-U-S-I-C-T-O-L-I-F-E. So go, gofundme.com forward slash uh, music to life. If you go there, you'll find the music to life uh, site where you can just give Five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you want to give to help sponsor this artist. We're trying to raise $20,000. So we have a big goal ahead of us between now and uh, the end of March 4th.
0: It's really
1: cool, I mean, Yeah, the basic idea is really <clears throat> a, a lot to do with the idea of this whole podcast mm-hmm. when we had the idea three years ago. You're right. That we wanted to combine music and politics, in a sense, or social Causes. Well, thank you very much. You keep telling me I got to turn my phone no, off. That's not my <laughs> phone. Well, of course, it always was off. Yeah. It turned itself back no, it on. Is on. Yeah. No, that's good.
2: That's one of our crew yeah. members, by the way. Yeah. In fact, it's the same crew member that always says, everybody, be sure to turn your phone yeah. off. Yeah.
1: That's nice Jim Bruce. Yeah, but the idea is that uh, there, there is a connection between music and social causes. Historically, there always has been, because music is a very effective way of communicating ideas and social causes. Oftentimes, when there's some kind of suppression or there's no power in that particular community to articulate what their concerns are. They get the word out with music. It certainly was a powerful force during the civil rights movement, during the years of slavery, during the anti-war movement, during the women's movement. Music makes a difference. And what we're trying to do now, just one of many organizations around the country, is getting the musicians of today Mm -hmm. to get involved with their music in the causes of today. So we think that can be a powerful voice. Gene, you're the one that's really been the driving force of this, so uh, good for you. This really was a good idea. Liz (laughs) Sunday,
2: and I give credit uh, first to Liz Liz Sunday, who's been doing this for a while, and uh, an easy teammate to try to get this to happen in Cincinnati, and by the way, as Jerry says, this has been going on forever, and it happens across the country, and and Music to Life really is and could be the, the, the show group as to how to do this. What I love about what they came up with is hook up with a nonprofit. So it's mm-hmm. real specific. It's not just, oh, I think I'll write a song about freedom or or homelessness. No. Write music for a homeless shelter and raise money through their website and fundraisers and sell CDs that you made in your work for that homeless shelter. But it can't Where's be this? for the Trump Tower. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> In fact, we're very we're very clear it's got to be a progressive uh, social yeah. cause. We didn't BS yeah. anybody about that. Yeah. Right. So anyway, it it is uh, very cool. And we're going to do these in uh, New York City, Los Angeles, various places, Dallas, various places around the country. It's very cool. So uh, yeah, we're, we're very excited about it. And again, GoFundMe.com forward slash music to life. Uh, appreciate any help that you can give. Hey, Jerry, we wanted to ask you something. Um This thing about a man named Porter, who was the secretary at the White House handling all these uh, classified, very important documents, uh, has gotten himself in trouble because he's had accusations from two wives and a former girlfriend of abuse. This White House seems, uh, I don't know, is it out of control? He's maybe the tip of the iceberg, but is it a bigger problem than just Porter?
1: Yeah, it is a bigger problem, and the White House is a mess. I mean, even if you're a fan of Trump, which I'm sorry about that, but if you are a fan of Trump, you know, his greatest supporters admit that, oh, my gosh, they got to get a hold of things here because it's it's falling apart, you know, it's being ripped apart at the seams. Let's just quickly talk about what the situation is, because when people hear this, it may be a week or two later, and, you know, the news happens so quickly— but it starts with Rob Porter. Rob Porter, as Jean just said, was the secretary to the of the president's staff. This is, he is the one person that anything that goes to the president, any correspondence, any position paper, anything that goes to the president, he sees, and he's the one that says, "Okay, here, Mr. President, I need you to sign this. I need whatever." And that includes anything that is absolutely top secret, you know, for the president's eyes only, anything. There is no security um, information that has to do with our country that the president has to see that doesn't go through his in front of his eyes first. That's how important that position is. It's not publicly known who the person is. I mean, you never see him holding press conference or anything. But in terms of the running of the White House, he is right there with the president. His name, this one, was Rob Porter. And it turns out that he didn't have permanent security clearance, which is unthinkable considering what the president, what he hands the president. And the reason he didn't have the permanent security clearance is because, as Gene said, the FBI and the security people found that there was credible evidence, as exemplified, by the way, of a picture of the woman's black eye, that he had beaten two of his ex-wives and his current girlfriend. And that was clear domestic violence, and so they... Decided they can't give this guy full clearance. He's subject to blackmail, whatever. Then there's this fellow called David Sorensen. David Sorensen is the speechwriter for the president. When you listen to the president's speeches, what... (laughs) They claim he graduated from the third grade. I don't know. No. But his name's David Sorensen. He's the speechwriter for the president he was denied permanent clearance as well, security clearance. And with him, he, he also beat his ex-wife. And so they couldn't give it to him. When you look more closely at this, they then found out there are about 40 people, including Jared Kushner, the son-in-law of the president, the one married to Ivanka, There are 40 people running around the White House who see all this stuff, who do not have permanent security clearance. This is the most secret documents for the security of the United States of America, and we can't even give these people clearance because of something that is going on in their lives. Every one of them subject to potential blackmail from people who don't have our best interests. Then, and this has been an ongoing... Remember, this is not like the first month or two of the presidency when, you know, sometimes it takes time to get it all done, so they give a temporary clearance while they're finishing their... This is a year and a month later. Never has it been this long in any other presidency And how lack of importance they give this is, remember, Michael Flynn, who was the national security advisor, he didn't get a clearance. You know, and this is, what are we doing? This is the security of our country. All right, there are three issues here. The first issue regarding the first two people I mentioned, Rob Porter and David Sorensen, has to do with. The White House condoning violence against women. The White House condones violence against women. Not just because they let these people work there despite what they had done, but because it comes from Trump on down. He always takes the view of the man. Never believe the woman, even if a hundred percent of the women aren't telling the truth, some are right, if not most, perhaps all. But he's got 19 women that have accused him of inappropriate sexual behavior, and you add to that his support. Of uh, Rob Porter, where he says, oh my gosh, this man's career could be ruined. Never once in his state, he says this is really sad, never once mentioning that he punched his ex-wives in the face, in one case causing a black eye, grabbing another around the neck. David Sorensen supports him. It's sad what's happening to him, too. He suddenly says, whatever happened to due process? What? Donald Trump saying, whatever happened to due process? I don't remember yelling for due process when he said, lock up Hillary. Where was the due process there? What about with the Central Park Five? These were five teenagers that were accused of murdering uh, a young woman in Central Park five African-American teenagers, they were found not guilty because they found someone else who did it. So clearly they were not guilty. And he takes out a full-page ad in the newspaper, says they're guilty, regardless of what the jury said. Due process? And what about due process with immigrants? They're from this country. They could be killers. Get them out of the country. In this environment, he is basically saying his defense of Roger Ailes, his defense of Bill O'Reilly. It's always the man who is being accused of hitting a woman, you know, sexually assaulting a woman. He brags about it on that famous tape. And yet, never for a second. Believing the woman. And because of that, everybody else sails through in the White House. Trump can't say, I can't take you because you beat a woman. Because the guy will turn around and say, oh, yeah, what about you, Mr. President? Trump can't even say that when he's asked the question by the press. He's trapped. That's how he sets the moral example for the White House and for the leadership of our country. Now, even if you're sick enough not to see this as a horrific issue of domestic violence, what about the whole idea of the security of our nation? Because every one of these people that got through because you didn't want to kick them out because of domestic violence, every one of these people is now subject to blackmail. And, you know, black man. maybe we've seen too many spy novels, and it happens very subtly. Somebody's got something on you. And maybe you go out and you have a drink, or you go to lunch with someone. And they're saying, well, you know, we'd really appreciate it if you could just give us this, what do you know about it? And then kind of let them know that, you know, don't want to have to say what you did in that hotel room. Don't want to... You know, we got these this police report here. We don't want it to be public. And believe me, if it comes, let's say, from a Russian operative, they work hard at finding people in America that have something in their background that can be used for blackmail. And that puts our country at risk just to get information, not that they're going to attack us right away. And we know that's going on. Even our—we've admitted that the Russians are going to— affect the coming election with the voter rolls and all that stuff. Look at the information they can get just by somebody along the line that works for the secretary of state, let's say. You know, in some state can get hold of the voter rolls or some information about the voters. It doesn't, with such an open society, blackmail is a powerful weapon. And then they said, okay, we're going to get this guy Kelly. He's a general. He's gonna real. He's the grown up in the room. He's gonna fix this White House, and what we found out is that Kelly is basically Trump with discipline. He dresses up, speaks in a deep voice. He's been a general. Served his country, but his views are Trump's views. His views on race. His views on on women. He was given the information about what Rob Porter was doing. He's chief of staff. And he let it happen. And he puts out a statement. He puts out a statement supporting, he's saying, one of the best men I've ever served with. This Rob Porter is great. After he, while he knew what Porter had done to his ex-wives. And by the way, the person who wrote that statement Hope Hicks, the 29-year-old ex-model who's now dating Rob Porter, she wrote the statement for Kelly saying, I support this man. I mean, what is this, a fraternity party there? Who's running this country? So finally, let me say this. This is what all this issue comes down to. Why is it such a mess? Why do we have this quality of person in the White House, all the people that work there, which whatever our political slant is, you kind of got to admit that this is the craziest, most dysfunctional White House we've ever had. We have had more resignations or firings in the first year of top people than has ever happened in American history. I mean, that's statistically provable. Top quality people from the I mean, top positions from the National Security Advisor, Chief of Staff, they're gone. One after another, I think there are 45 people that were cleared out from the White House staff already. Why is this happening? There are probably two reasons. Number one, most good people, very well qualified, that have great respect for our Constitution and our government and our institutions, Republican people, don't want to work for Trump. It's kind of a black mark on their career. It's embarrassing. They don't want to have to tell their friends, yeah, I do work for Trump. So a lot of really top people on anybody's list, because believe me, let's say Kelly, who's now the chief of staff, he would love to get qualified people. That's one of the arguments why he kept Rob Porter, because Rob Porter, everyone agreed, was effective in his job. And he couldn't get rid of him because they can't find qualified people, because qualified people don't want to work for Trump, except there are few qualified people out there who would want to work for Trump because they think they can protect our country from him. But Trump doesn't want them because he demands loyalty to him, rather than to the country. And these people aren't willing to do that. And so we are now in a mess because of Trump. The best people don't want to work for him, and those few that are willing to, to help the country, aren't willing to give Trump the loyalty pledge that he demands. And so we are now stuck with unqualified people in the White House Every one of Trump's scandals, Trump, Trumpists or Trumpians, whatever the word is now, Trumpians and Republicans keep making excuses for him. In private conversation, they'll admit that this guy's got a screw loose, but they keep supporting him. We hear about his bigotry, the racism, the misogyny, conspiring with the Russians financial money laundering, indictments, guilty pleas, there's always an excuse by these Trumpians and Republicans for, well, we got to just ride it out because we can get our tax break or we can get our piece of legislation that we want. So they make the deal with the devil. Well, now we have domestic violence. So my question is this. How much of a tax break do you need to be okay with your wife, your daughter, or your mother being punched in the face? Thank you, Sarah.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this evening we have with us Fruition. They're coming to the stage now. Hi there. Hey there. What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
1: that's the happy notes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. So why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves, please? Talk a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and.
3: Oh hi! Yes, uh, we are a band called Fruition. We are located out of Portland, Oregon, but mostly we live in the white van that's parked out in front of the coffee shop.
0: Fair. <laughs>
3: um, can't miss it.
0: Can't miss it. <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm Kellen Acebrook. I'm one of the three songwriters in the band. This is Mimi Naja. Um, That's Jacob Anderson and uh, Jeff Leonard there on the electric bass. We also have a drummer. He's not in the house tonight. He's um, doing other things, but. uh...
0: Got it. It would have been
4: hard to fit him up here anyway. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a little tight up there.
0: (laughs) So the first song that you're going to share with us this evening is Turn to Dust.
3: That's right. All Um, right. Mm.
0: So, and you said there are three songwriters in this group? Three of you write together? All right. Cool, cool, cool.
3: Three of us. Um, But yeah, the song's called Turn to Dust. It's uh, on our latest album we just put out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, February 2nd. February 2nd. Very cool. And
0: where can we find that?
3: Uh, Well, we brought some to the coffee shop. Excellent. Y'all can get one. (laughs) He's like, it's right out there. You can go get one right now. you're not allowed to leave without buying one. (laughs) Uh, They're $15. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I don't know how much. The doors uh, are now locked. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But yeah, it's online. We have a website, um, fruitionband.com, and it's on Spotify and iTunes and all that.
0: Very cool. And how long have you guys been playing together in this?
3: About 10 years. years. Oh, wow. Mm. No
0: kidding. Very cool. How about Probably that? Time. <laughs> How did you all meet?
3: Luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah? Good answer.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yep. Um,
3: so, want to do this tune Let's hear it. Want to play that weird chord? Oh, yeah.
5: What's that, weird, was that chord. weird chord? Watching it all fall apart. Standing side by side. Let love die. Do nothing. Ooh, 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 nothing. Let the hole in my heart. And goddamn, it hurts so bad to do nothing. Such so a terrible, terrible. scene. One of them dreams I've no control Over my hands and feet I'm stifled When I make a move To speak And you turn the dice Just beyond my reach I wonder if I Will ever get it right If it comes back or Til I'm buried in the ground, yeah, oh, till I'm buried in the ground, yeah, mm, till I'm buried in the ground. Just practice what I preach I thought I'd learn now I'm not too sure cause if this is the cost is it truly better to have loved and lost or to have never loved at all I'd like to pick your brain See if you feel the same and feeling nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of them dreams. I've no control over my hands and feet. I'm stifled when I make a move to speak. And you turn to dust just. On my reach I wonder if I Will ever get it right yeah, If it comes back around Ooh. Will I cross the sky Till I'm buried in the ground Buried in the ground Yeah Oh, till I'm buried in the ground Yeah
1: Woo. Oh, wonderful wow.
0: That is a lot of fun Very, very Thanks. cool You can check them out at fruitionband.com Now I heard you guys are opening for Jack Johnson, is that correct? Correct, correct. That's really cool, when, did, when does that start? Late April. I love Jack. April. (laughs) Five shows in the south of them. That's really, really cool. Very cool. We're stoked. Heck yeah. All right. So check them out again. Fruitionband.com. And what's the next song you have for us this evening?
3: Let's Take It Too Far. Okay. (laughs) Ready?
4: Never wanted what you got Still trying to get to where you were Were you ever really there? Was there a doubt or were you sure? i always reaching for that branch One that's towers out of reach i always howling through the moonshine Like a dog without a leap Take me out into the country I want to burn with all the stars I want to be there when the sun comes round Let's take it too far Tonight's gonna be the night Nothing you can do Somebody's gonna fall in love Somebody's love will break in two Don't you worry about dying There's no better way to go we're Singing till we're out of honey Pour the gravel down our throats Take these chains from round me Take this pain from my heart. I wanna melt into the midnight. Let's take it too far. Gotta be a reason. I know I don't know what it is. think it's somewhere in the third verse. Gonna dig for it. We'll How the melody made me. When it came to an end. Man, I wish it could have been there. Never be the same again. Do a little something. Take the makeup off our scars. Let's get swallowed by the beauty of it all now. Let's take it too far. Let's take it too far. Let's take it too far.
5: Take it to fly.
0: That was awesome. Oh, Your harmonies you. are so cool. cool. I love it. Thank love you. it,
5: love it.
1: How's All that right. pie, Jerry? <laughs>
0: How
1: is that pie? I'm telling you, Lincoln is not my favorite. I was going to say. <laughs> Oh, man. It
0: looks good. I've never had
1: one. You've I got to have to, some. Have you some. you pop know pop. what? Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's got one piece
0: left, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's good. You, you guys are... Yeah, that's a
0: lot of fun. Beautiful. We had
2: heard your reputation preceded you. and We had heard this is a band that's like blowing up around the country, Uh, and it is. Is
0: that right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: You
0: know that. I mean, and that's
2: indicated by the people you're opening for. But this sound (laughs) is—you guys are really good. Thank you for stopping here. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Really great. Thank you. This is. Oh man.
0: Very It's an all honor right, and a gonna... pleasure.
4: I've, I've definitely spent many uh, hours after school watching the Jerry <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: You betcha. That that it explains is. a lot. Yeah, it <laughs> does. It really does. Uh, I don't see. need to ask the next question. <laughs> let's, see.
2: <laughs> let's see if all this changes after yeah. Jerry sings the second verse with oh, you Oh, man. This, right, right, Down right. by the Riverside. No, we
1: call this the career ender. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't want to... Oh, man. All
0: right. What kind of tempo you like there, Jerry? Uh,
1: I sing in L sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm to uh, change my K-pop. Whatever. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys do, I'm really flexible. He's yes. a step. <laughs> <laughs> <It's not bad. laughs>
0: a little
4: step. Yeah. You want to
0: it? Yeah. Check them out at exactly.
5: fruitionband.com. All right. I'm feeling it now. Uh, Come on, man.
4: <laughs>
0: Live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.